This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Gotta keep my uh, my phone handy. We may have a surprise guest popping in. Just waiting. I don't I don't have their phone number. Just wait. I keep refreshing the Gmail. Is nothing. Is the the Gmail? Come through for us, baby. Bumsies. If you saw me holding up my iPhone, my iPhone, my iPhone. You're probably thinking that Dizzy, get with the times Do you have an original iPhone? No, I got the iPhone mini And it's the perfect size It's not like I'm carrying around an iPad I really like it So way to go, iPhone Way to go, Tim Apple You're putting you're putting out some good products. It's the same looking phone. Maybe switch things up a little bit. Uh, hey, I don't run a tech company. I can barely work a computer. Although just before this, I changed the uh, toner in my printer. No problems. I thank you. Episode 62 of Boomsies. What do we do when we get to past 99? I guess we figure that. Yeah, it's just, I just go episode by episode. It's episode 62. The Steve Webb episode. Steve Webb. Steve Webb. 321 games played in the NHL. Made a name for himself in the 2001-2002 playoffs against the Leafs. That's when I started. Like, I started at my old work. No, I would have started there in 2002. So it was pretty cool doing NHL highlight packages with a guy that you grew up with. So Webby is the the 62 for this episode. Best part, he's my greatest friend in all the land. And for back-to-back episodes, we had Rick Nash at 61 last week. We've got 62 and Steve Webb this week. Here he is. Webby, 62, an odd number. How did you end up with that one? 
Oh, it's a good story. But first of all, um, I'm the only person he could get on the call at War 62. There's not well, a lot you know of what? us, by the no, way. He, there's here, not, there's me... not a lot of us. I want to describe, though. So I've said this before. I don't do any pre-planning. And when I started looking up 62, I'm like, what the hell? It's Webby. Because I'm like, who the hell am I going to get for 62? And I'm like, oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy filling in exactly where I needed him to fill in at 62. Milan Lucic didn't come to mind? Nope, only Steve Webb. All right, just making sure. I I didn't know he wore the number either, by the way. I was looking up. The only common thread that I have with 62 is there's another former Pete captain that actually wore 62 for the LA Kings. Who's that? No clue. Coach GM of the Humboldt Broncos, Mr. Scott Barney. Oh, you wore it uh, when he's with the LA Kings for a short stint that he had there. Saw him on a flight once to LA. Jay and I saw him. <laughs> yes. Okay, so sixty-two. Sure. You wear it in the island. Uh, how do you end up with such an odd number? Because I don't believe you ever wore it before you got to Long Island. Well, yeah. Well, listen. Uh, you know, it's it's a good story. It's one that's original. You know, that I had uh, had with the uh, with the number. But you know, did you ever like? When you were younger, like sitting on the bench and visualizing yourself, you know what I mean, playing in the NHL. I don't know why, but that number 62 always seemed to pop into my head when I was a kid sitting on the bench and then visualizing myself sitting on the bench in the NHL just the same way as I did as a kid, wearing number 62. But uh, no, that's not how it happened. It definitely wasn't <laughs> how it happened. It's not what you dream about is wearing number 62 in the NHL unless you're wearing your dad's number of some capacity that you wore in the past, but he happened to wear. Uh, there wasn't a lot of us. Typically, like you've heard from every other person that wears a high number coming out of training camp, and it's the first number they ever wore, like probably, I mean, on Lucic, it's what you wore in camp. But he was a little bit more higher on the pecking order, I guess, than I was. I don't know how he ended up. So it's a number, number that's assigned to you. Yeah, like literally camp. So I went to three different camps my first three years. Once the Sabres got released, I wore number 60. I wore 63 with the Sabres at Red Wings camp. And Sabres camp, 63, went to Red Wings camp the next year, wore 61. I see a trend. And then I go to the Islanders camp the year after that, I end up with 62. Um, so it kind of shows me where I was in the depth chart. I thought maybe just a one-off would kind of be interesting. Like back in the day, there wasn't a lot of guys with high numbers. Uh, unless you were like Paul Coffey or Lindros or Gretzky or Lemieux, double digits, or maybe a Peter Klima with 85 or something like that. Um, that was unique. But mostly, I, mostly you want to get down to the lower digits. It felt like you're a roster player when you got those lower digits. But that's not the that's not the way it is today. So when I showed up, uh, my first time getting called up, I had no idea what was going to happen. I assumed that I would probably just get at a lower number now that I'm, I know maybe on the team. That was not the case. It was number sixty-two hanging in the hanging in the stall. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm sixty-two. I guess what I'm going to do? Complain about it? No. And then when you made a name for yourself in that series against the Leafs, I don't believe you were wearing 62 then, were you? No, I was 20. I was 20, my old lacrosse number. So um, that's how I got to 20. But anyways, yeah, so made some adjustments. They put me in number eight the next year because I thought that was another version of Gary Howitt. So it wasn't six plus two equals eight. It was because they thought I was going to be another Gary Howitt. So they put eight on me. And it was uh, not a great season. So uh, people got traded and number 20 came available and they actually let me pick my number. So I got to pick 20 in my third year. And I've always wondered this. So if you're wearing a single digit, you don't look as wide to me 
maybe to the players on the ice, did you feel wider? Did you feel bigger with a double digit number? Or is that just, is that just in my head? I don't think I needed to look any wider than I already was, Dan. I was in the opposite. I was trying to basically get leaner. So um, (laughs) give me number one coach. Give me number (laughs) one. Give me a blank Jersey. We'll be fine. Um, the one thing right now, though, it's funny because the rig is 62, but it was actually on that fisherman jersey, which everybody back in the day hated. But now my kid walks around the school with a 62 web jersey on with the fisherman logo on the, because of the year of the retro jersey coming out this year. And he's uh, tickled pink. Uh, it's the coolest oh, thing Webby. ever. That is, that is, put that on eBay. That's worth <laughs> money. Yeah. I don't know if my kid will let me, uh, you know, part with that jersey right now. So uh, I, I don't think I'll be able to do that. Okay, so uh, thanks for coming on talking about this. I guess we're um, we're all past your numbers. You didn't wear any. Oh no, you wore sixty three. You said, but that was only in training camp. Training. Those are training camp numbers. There's other ones. I wore uh, eighteen in Pittsburgh. That definitely was another. Here you go. Now we're well past eighteen, Webby. You're you're done now. You're done with the numbers. Done. I yeah. I don't think I go any higher. So we're good. Appreciate, it, buddy. Yep. Webby. What a legend. YouTube some of his hits. Because they're all illegal. <laughs> they're all illegal now. He will say that. He will agree with me. I'm not saying I'm not talking out of school. But he leaves his feet on a lot of them. It was a different time. It was allowed. I want to go back to something um, I was talking about on the last episode of Boomsies, episode 61. I was talking about roll up the rim. A lot of feedback about uh, the roll up the rim. Everyone agreed that Tim Horton's app sucks. But I forgot about one thing with regards to the, the way we used to do it, which is you hand them the cup after you uh, rolled up the rim yourself. I forgot about COVID. Right. And someone pointed out to me, the days of handing someone a used cup with your slobber all over it, and they're done. And I, I quickly realized we will never see the original roll up the rim again. I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm not here. The bear, Remy, get the rim. Rem. Rem. This cat, whenever I speak, it wants attention. So I'm working on becoming a mime around the house. Not that I don't want to pet the cat, but he doesn't know how to be pet. He was never taught, like, just sit there. Let the pets come to you. You don't have to, like, chase the pets around. Here he is again. And he's got buck teeth. Is that, are you allowed to say that? Well, for a cat, sure. Yes, you've got buck teeth. Now go. So I was thinking about the old, the old way we used to do the roll up the rim. And I was thinking, what have Tim Horton's employees encountered with those cups? They must have horror stories. Like they would definitely have been handed full cups, like a spit cup that someone was dipping with and spitting into the cup. They just hand them that. A lot of unidentified liquids in those cups. Cups from the garbage, cups from off the side of the road. 
100%. I get 1,000%. And Tim Horton's employee has been handed a roll, an old roll-up-the-rim winner that has had blood on it. I cannot confirm this, but I know it's happened. CSI Tim Hortons. That's a show for you, CBC. Put that one on. Because Corner Store, what's that one called? Uh, Sam's Mart. Not Corner Gas. Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. It's not on the air anymore. So uh, they need a new show. Beachcombers. That just got canceled last year. Mr. Dressup's not on. So CBC, they need a new original drama. You've got CSI Tim Hortons. Tell me you weren't watching that. And the original CSI, they had uh, David Caruso. I believe was his name. The guy with the sunglasses. He always said his line. Then it go, wow into the song so i've got i've got some csi tim horton's lines in the can ready for your cbc just give me a producer credit i just want to cut from when this goes to production remy stop okay so here's your csi tim horton's lines Looks like something rolled him. This rim had a different prize. Justice. Do we have that sound effect? Can you guys just put them in so I don't have to do it? Perfect. Thanks. Looks like he'll be having a double-double life sentence meow this isn't an order sorry this isn't an order it's a confession meow we're out of donuts but the verdict we do have meow Thank you. Worked hard on that. That was my project last night. So I got into a David Caruso wormhole on YouTube and it was glorious. But the way to bring back, roll up the rim, kind of like the original saw, you steal from McDonald's. They've got the, uh, the Monopoly stickers on the side of their cups and their fries. Boomsies. No slobber, no DNA, just a sticker. I think your problem solved. Uh, so I w- yeah, I wanted to get that correction in there, but uh, we also had an email regarding that. Uh, this one's from uh, Tina, our good friend Tina. 
Hey, Ripper, I totally agree with you in respect to Tim's. This is like 7-Eleven and local shops and delis. Why? I have too many apps. I can't find them or remember half the time. Worse than that, the glorious city of Calgary has an app for Garbage Day and 311. Why is it necessary, you ask? Well, Garbage Day is once every two weeks. Same with compost. And then if you have a large family and need the pickup weekly, you have to pay for extra bags. Such a scam. But your Instagram post with the rim job was brilliant. I laughed so hard and shared it with about 10 friends. I needed, after the day I had, lots of love, Tina. Tina, start sharing it with more than 10 friends. Come on! We need, uh, we need boomsies to... Speaking of boomsies and catching on. So chat GPT. It's a big thing. You can... You can use it to write essays. You can use it to write work emails. Uh, I used it uh, for asking about Boomsy. It's not perfect right now because I said, um, oh, uh, what the hell? It's putting in questions I didn't ask. Ask. Uh, hang on, sorry. Bear with me for a second here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so I put Dan O'Toole Boomsies into chat GPT. So Dan O'Toole is a Canadian sportscaster. He's known for his work on the network that won't be named and sports center in June, 2020 O'Toole posted a tweet on his Twitter account that mentioned boomsies, which caused some confusion among his followers. It was later revealed that boomsies is a term that O'Toole uses to refer to his twin daughters. He has mentioned them and used the term on social media and in interviews since then. So, uh, I don't have twin daughters named Boomsies. Um, so maybe it goes back to what I was uh, referring to when I brought up the chat GPT. I was talking to my oldest daughter and uh, she put in my name. She said, write a poem about uh, Dan O'Toole. And I wrote a poem. The poems go on forever. It's agonizing when people read them out. I said, but it didn't mention boomsies. And she looked at me and she, she said, maybe you need to become more relevant. Ouch! Shot to the heart and you're to blame. That one really hurt me. So I blame Tina. Tina only shared... Uh, my Instagram post with 10 people, had she shared it with 20 people, ChatGPT would know about it by now. just want to check my email. <laughs> our guest is, I worry about our guests now because they are not responding. They're non-responsive, which is not a good state to be in if you're a human and you're supposed to be alive. Um, I also wanted to bring up that uh, I went to the Eaton Center. It's in Toronto. It was a rainy set. It was a rainy day on Saturday. Said to my daughters, let's go to the Eaton Center. They said, oh boy, let's do it. So we piled into the, the car. They each brought 10 friends. 
And uh, I then quickly questioned my statement about going to the Eaton Center. But hey, they're all strapped in. It's easy. It's free daycare when you go to the Eaton Center. So we go there. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to check out the Nordstrom sale. Nordstrom is about five levels at the one end of the Eaton Center. And it's closing down. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the greatest deals ever. 5% off. Store closing signs everywhere. 5% off. Hey, Nordstrom, go f- yourself. Five. I'm having conversation. I'm going from section to section. I want to. I want to create a little buzz in this store. So I'm going 5%. What's this crap? They're like, I know I'm getting people angrier and angrier. I'm like, we'll start changing these signs whenever they don't sell anything and they drop it to 10. 5%. So walking through the Eaton Center, if you haven't been, it's, it's a massive mall. It's very famous a lot of it's under construction right now they're scaffolding everywhere i don't know what they're fixing but everywhere every third person now has a dog and i'm not talking i'm a hey i'm a dog guy big dog guy my uh, my first dog died in my arms he uh, wasn't feeling so hot and uh we're like oh fonzie uh, i think he's dying so we're like, everyone in the truck, we got to go to the vets. So we pile in the truck and I'm like, we're all riding the back with Fonzie. So, uh, so I'm lying back there. I'm like, yeah, what do you say to a dog though? You're driving him to be put down. I'm like, yeah, you had a good run there, bud. And then he's, and then he goes, yeah, <gasps> and then died. So, so yeah, that's a good memory to have as a kid. Tap on the window. I'm like, shut her down. We don't need to go any further. He gone. So I'm a big dog guy. Uh, but when did it become a thing where you just bring your dog to the mall? And I'm not talking like little teacup dogs or dogs in bags. I'm talking, I saw a, 300 pound pit bull. They like pit bulls. Pit bulls are great, God, great dogs. Dogs of every shape and size. But is this a, is this allowed or do people just do it? Because there's no dog stores that I saw. Although Sephora, it's a makeup store. They probably have dog makeup. They've got a lot of makeup in there and it's the busiest store in the mall. What do people do before Sephora? I guess Shoppers Drug Mart taking a hit. That's where you got your makeup, I think. You got your Mary Kay, your Maybelline. They had two brands. Now Sephora's like, hey, Shoppers you can go back to selling band-aids because we got this now. Uh, None of the dogs were or peeing, which is great. And I think more people should do it. 
and then you all go to the Nordstrom's and just let them loose. Or you line up in a row at the entrance to Nordstrom, you're like, 5%? You can go lower, can't you? They're like, oh, we've been told. And they, and then you talk to the dogs, say, you guys ready? They're going to, we've been holding their piss for them to do it in Nordstrom unless you drop those prices. I got my eye on that sweater. I'm not getting that until it's 50% off. And they had the markdown, right? And it, they tried to market or make it look like you're getting a great deal. I'd never seen this before. They're like, regular price, 150 And then they said, with the discount, 148 Your Your sales tactic is not working, Nordstrom. Get out of Canada. You're gone. So dogs and malls. My uh, my Ruby almost went through his store window. <laughs> we almost had an incident at the Eaton Center. She's with her friends. She sees me. She runs through the crowd, tries to jump into my arms. She trips over a curb and smashes into a window of a shoe store. Shoes flying off the racks. People in the store thinking they're getting attacked. Ruby takes off. She gone. Eaton Center. So it forever has that name. Eaton's hasn't been a store in 20 years, but it's still the Eaton Center. Questions to ponder. Questions I think about while driving to the Eaton Center and trying to find parking. Uh, Let's get to our emails here as I uh, check my email once again. Check on our guest. Yeah, he's not. He's not showing up. Uh, remember to email us at yeah, let's talk. That's YA. Let's talk at gmail.com. And our number is 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. The best email or phone call gets a CHL prize pack. Had some buddies talking to me at uh, lunch today. They're like, I saw your CHL jersey. That's great. I'm like, yeah, I wear it everywhere I go. Just not with you guys because I don't want to get my ketchup from my hamburger on it. Everywhere else I wear it. Uh, and we got a couple of voicemails. Let's get to those first. Hey, Dano. Curtis here from the old Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Speedy Creek here. I uh, just calling to say, man, I love your show. Watch it all the time, or listen to it all the time. Watch it on YouTube when I can. I uh, want to say I love everything you do. And uh, I'd love to hear back from you. Thanks, Dano. Bye. Curtis. Here's how I remember names. I think in my head, is it Curtis with a K or a C? Then you remember it. Curtis, appreciate the positive feedback. There was no question. You will not win a CHL prize pack, but I like your positivity. We accept those voicemails all the time. Not that anyone leaves us like voicemail saying, hey, uh, producer Tim, Z-Money, Daniel, go yourself. I fucking hate this show. Get it off the air. But if you want to leave one of those, we'll play it because that would be funny, at least to me. Uh, let's let's hear the next voicemail. Yes. Hi, Dan. This is Drew Stanton calling. Um, 
Following uh, Connor McDavid's uh, comments about the World Baseball Classic, where it came down to Otani versus Trout, um, I was curious to know your thoughts on a possibility of maybe the NHL considering changing the NHL All-Star Game back to Eastern Conference versus Western Conference and uh, having it be come down to basically a Sidney Crosby versus Connor McDavid sort of situation. Uh, so what's your take? And as always, opinions, please. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Sidney Crosby, but didn't he, did he say the old format, like the, the North America against the world? You wouldn't have Crosby against McDavid. He said East versus West. Oh, East versus I Sorry. Can we hear the start of that again? Drew sounded like, Drew sounds like he has a job, and that job is to call into radio shows. Listen to the start of this voicemail. Yes, hi, Dan. This is Drew Stanton calling. Um, yeah, very formal. Gets it out there. He's got that, uh, you can tell he's on a phone. Sounds like a landline even. As, uh, my, uh, as for my thoughts on the All-Star game, blow it up. End it. End the All-Star game. Don't want to see it. We want to see skills. That's it. The game, it's garbage. But the World Baseball Classic and the way this year's version was received made me rethink everything about the World Baseball Classic and future hockey events because they had the World Cup of Hockey. The last one I couldn't stand. But now, because of the interviews done with players, international players, North American players, and how the majority of them said, would you rather win a World Series or a World Baseball Classic? A lot of them said, World Baseball Classic, you're playing for your country. And it's for the love of the game. I wasn't a massive fan of the World Baseball Classic up until this year. Where I'm like, okay, the game needs this. You got new fans out of this. The World Cup of Hockey, that's how you get best on best. Or in the Olympics, but is the NHL ever going back to the Olympics? They say it does no benefit for them, which I can't understand. It is the greatest tournament on earth with regards to hockey. Better than the Stanley Cup playoffs. Way better than the the World Cup. Because didn't we have a team at the last World Cup, which was like the Young Guns? And they they were a team with no country? Am I right on this, guys? I believe... Yeah, you're right. They had the young guns. That's what McDavid and Matthews were on that team together. And it was, I liked that. Okay. So, Zwartz, you did like the last incarnation of the World Cup of hockey. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed the, uh, the North American young, young gun team or whatever it was called. Okay. See, again, I'm, I'm open to, people's thoughts on it now i'm just of the age where anyone i know was like that that thing's garbage are they bringing it back 
has there been talk of another World Cup? I think there was supposed to be one, but then COVID hit, correct? I believe they've talked about it, but I think the sticking point is when they have it, if it's in February or if it's in October. Um, you know, I think people would want it in February, but the NHL is worried about putting a pause in the league or anyone getting hurt before the playoffs and stuff like that. Why not have it in lieu of training camp? So the guys go to that instead of training camp. I think that's a good idea. As long, I mean, as long as we get to see best versus best, I think that's what the fans want. Right. So I don't really think it matters when they do it. It just, people want to see it. Okay. So thanks for that phone call. Drew professional phone caller. 289-796-2001. Uh, we have some emails here. Going to get to these. Good day. Uh, good day and greetings from Saskatoon. Toontown. This podcast is always so good to listen to during the week and over the past year has brought many laughs and moments of complete silence of respect and amazement. Some of the silent moments have been challenging when you talk openly about yourself and sobriety. Always an inspiration. Today marks for myself day number 15 of being sober. I know I'm not the only one who's doing the sober train and there's a huge comfort in knowing that. Thanks for always pushing people to be better and all the while making us laugh along the way. JD from Saskatoon. JD, amazing. Um, I get this uh, question a lot. People, again, my direct messages are always open. Uh, My email, you've got it. Yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. Y-A, let's talk at gmail.com. Direct message me on Twitter. A lot of people reach out. And when you're very early in sobriety, a lot of people say like, I'm only on day seven, but you know, hey, one day at a time. We're all on today. That's one thing we all have in common. We're all on today. Don't worry about it. And you wouldn't want to reach two years or 10 years sobriety in snap of a finger. Then, then you wouldn't experience it all. Then you wouldn't find the joys in sobriety. So 15 days. Awesome job. What was that guy? That was JD. JD. Keep it up, bud. It's the summer of JD. You get to experience an entire summer with a fresh set of eyes. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? I'm li- I'm feeling feelings. What's going, what's happening to me? You're the new JD. It's the summer of JD. Look out Saskatoon. JD going to be up in your grill. Hey, Tulsi. Just listened to episode 61, and I couldn't agree more about roll-up to win. I'd much rather do a rim job in real life than a digital rim job. <laughs> than a digital rim job. Bumsies, big dog Rob. Big dog Rob, we haven't heard from you in a while. Really like that guy. We're going to get him on here one day. Hey, Dano. On your last pod, you chatted with JSB, that's Julie Stewart-Binks, about her new show. You also mentioned an old show you created, and it reminded me of a show treatment that I wrote approximately 15 years ago. I bet I sunk a total of 30 minutes into this thing and then sent it to Steve Nash's production company. Anyways, to make a long story medium, 
It is a show about traveling to different NBA cities and showing what it's like to go to a game in that city. What the pregame was like around the stadium, what the best stadium food was, and what the in-game atmosphere fan experience was like. I work in software and not television production, if you were wondering how it went. Another show idea could be going to cities with multiple teams playing over a short period of time. Pick a handful of ultimate sports trip weekends and film trying to get to all the events. Geez, even the name of the show is embarrassing. Looking at it now. <laughs> the show. <laughs> the show name was Dude Trex. Hey, brah. You want to come over and watch Dude Trex with me? <laughs> Steve Nash, hear me out. Got a great show idea for you. It's called Dude Tricks. <laughs> Dude Tricks, no tricks. Just by dudes. Ah, Sean. Spelt the, and again, you know, a good way to remember that name. Sean. Spelt the Irish way. S-E-A-N. Which is how my oldest brother spells his. Well, he did have, he had no say in the spelling. He didn't come out with a, he can come out <laughs> at the hospital with a notepad saying, okay, here's how we're going to spell this, okay? Well, knowing him, he probably did. All right. We need a winner. Z Money. The honors. We're going with JD from Saskatoon. Oh, JD. Oh, shit. yeah, bud. He's going to be wearing Blades gear. He's going to be walking around town. They're like, who's that guy with the swagger? That's JD. Yeah. He's got a new life going on. And people wanted, he'll be like Jesus Christ with his followers. People will just be walking be like, I, I don't know. I just feel like following this guy. He's got his shit all figured out. And look at that CHL gear he's got on. Where'd he get that? I don't know. It was, people talk about boomsies. I, I want on that boomsies train. Waiting for Tina to send me some boomsies stuff. Tina only sent it to 10 friends and not me. Tina, get with it! Tina single-handedly slowing the progression. Of, sorry. Tina emails the show a lot, so I, I'm sure Tina can take the good-natured ribbing. JD, proud of you, buddy. Can't wait for you to email in a year and say, yeah, you know what? This, uh, this sober thing is, uh, kind of fun. It's the last thing I'll say, but well, I'll talk about it in future podcasts, but someone once said to me, no one has ever stopped drinking or doing drugs and, and said, man, I wish I hadn't done that. No one. No one has stopped and said, ah, shouldn't have stopped. Should have kept going. Nope. No one. Okay. Uh, let's get to Boomsies Newsies. Uh, Z Money was under the gun. He didn't know if we, we would have time for it because of our guest. But now the guest is bailed. But guess what? Producer Tim, Z Money, they are ready no matter what happens. I don't show up. They'll put a show out. 
Don't put Remy in front of this mic. Him and his buck teeth. Remy just being, wow. Wow. I'd, I'd listen to that too. I would listen to Remy hosting Boomsies and I would watch CSI Tim Hortons. Z Money, would you watch CSI Tim Hortons? For sure. I definitely watch that. Like you take a bit of corner gas, you got a Tim Hortons in a small town, you take a bit of beachcombers, maybe it's in a small uh, coastal town. You take a bit of Mr. Dress Up, there's a tickle trunk at the Tim Hortons. That's what they should have, a prize prize bin at the Tim Hortons for kids. And then uh, you got uh, Pokeroo poking around from the polka dot door. Then you got uh, everyone tuning in to get their own snippet of what they want to take from that. And maybe some Danger Bay. And then you've got every iconic Canadian, oh, Trailer Park Boys. Tim Hortons on the edge of a trailer park in a small town that's by the water. I think you've got yourselves a hit. Can I make one suggestion to our to our show here? One casting suggestion. Okay. Uh, Eric Peterson, Brent Butt's dad from Corner Gas, can yep. he be the David Caruso character? Oh my God, yes. And his partner is Jonathan Torrance. Outstanding. Perfect casting. Yeah. Because Jonathan Torrance has been in every Canadian TV show ever put on air, so he would have to be in it. So he's the sidekick. And then he won up. Okay. So when the dad drops a line, then J-Rock drops, he tries to up him on the line. And then his line always falls flat. And then you get the laugh from the, the original line. Then you get a laugh from the second line. Because J-Rock just like kind of shimmies in there and gives his line. Or he doesn't even work with them. And they're like, why are you here? Why, why are you always at a crime scene? Okay. Uh, I'll actually get to the first one if you don't mind. Z-Money. Go for it. This, uh, this was such an amazing moment over the weekend. Because this guy has worked his tail off. Cody Crowley. He's a boxer from my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. He moved to 22-0. and And he got his first big fight. Like he was. It was on Showtime, I believe. And he's been scraping by just to get fights anywhere. He would email. Like his team would email me. Or send me messages at my old work and say, hey, Cody's got a fight coming up. Can you talk to anyone? And then I wanted to respond with, I don't even have a parking spot. I I don't know who to talk to about getting a fight on the air. I'm like, I, I don't even know. I would send it to someone. I would try, but they're like, I don't know who to talk to about that. But they were scraping by, getting fights wherever they could. And he finally gets on a big fight, wins, and now he's going to have a title shot, I believe. But you may have seen his clip that was making the rounds. And it be, 
it's because he had a very poignant message. And this is after he just got in a slugfest uh, with Abel, Abel Ramos. And it looks like Crowley didn't even win the fight. They kicked the crap out of each other that much. His face is all swollen up. And here's what he said in the ring. I worked my whole entire life for this opportunity. The last two years, I didn't want to live because I couldn't get my shot. Fights get canceled. I've been training since July. I've been broke. And I wanted to take my own life, and I didn't. And my dad did. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. Anyone who's thinking about taking their own life, who doesn't want to be here, I am proof that you can keep fighting and you will win. How powerful is that? Cody Crowley on the biggest stage of his life drops the most personal information someone could ever share. Doesn't do it for attention. He did it because he knew those words would reach at least one person. Well over one person now because the thing went viral. So proud of that guy. Finally getting the recognition he deserves. Webby, who was on the the start of the show, he and I were talking about Cody. He's like, I, I, I've known Cody since I he was a teenager. He went to Cody's camp or his gym when he was training. Webby was in Vegas once. They were messaging. He was like, yeah, why don't you, I'm training today. Come watch me. Place just off the strip. He says, that old dungy uh, gym. And I said, Webby, have you ever... Seen a boxer in a good gym? Rocky wasn't in like Equinox. I wouldn't trust a boxer that was in a nice gym. You got to be in the bare bones gym. So the entire town is so proud of him. The country's proud of him. Cody Crowley. Um, he was a, he's been a part of something I have also been a part of. That's Team 55, which tackles suicide awareness and our hometown of Peterborough. You can check it. uh, They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. Just Team 55. Um, Just suicide awareness. Have talks with your kids. Have talks with family members. Check in with friends that you're worried about. Pick up the phone. So just wanted to... Cody's also spoke at uh, their events, so and he holds it very close to the his heart. He actually gave a very big donation to them recently. Um, I I believe after his father passed. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's lighten the mood a little because a uh, couple of very heavy subjects back to back. Um, and the best way to to change the mood is to talk about food. Blue Jays food. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure lots of our listeners uh, saw this online this past week. The poutine hot dog that is making the debut at the Rogers Center this year, which is a hot dog with hash brown potatoes, cheese curds, and gravy. Now, the 
Aramark, the company who is providing the food, also released some of their other. Okay, I just want to give them some tips because I yeah. know Blue Jays, big listeners to this, Aramark, huge Boomsies fans. I'm all about the fan experience, and I want Blue Jays fans to have the best experience this summer. Hot dog tips for your poutine hot dog. All your hot dogs, cook them five minutes longer. Just get them past the out of the package because right now they're those hot dogs are glancing at the grill and going into the bun. Let, let them uh, lie down there for a minute. Let them cozy up to that grill a bit longer. Uh, five minutes. And that bun? Yeah. Maybe put that bun on the grill too. Because, uh, I don't know if it's, they're not fresh or maybe get a different supplier. You got to change the buns. Those buns, and not so good. Anyway, I'm sure that poutine hot dog will be great, and it'll be even better if those hot dogs see a grill. Okay, what else? We got brand new menu items. Oh, I can't wait. What do we got? So some of the other items are the Bami Chicken Sandwich with ginger chicken, kimchi mayo, cucumber, Pickled carrots and cilantro. Sign me up. Sounds delicious. Finally. Think it outside the box. Way to go, Blue Jays. I love this item. Then they got uh, mac and cheese bites. Okay, that, a- that's good for the kids. This will be a hot seller. They'll be throwing mac and cheese bites from the vendors. Who wants some balls? And just start whipping them. Perfect. And then we move on to the sandwiches. So they got uh, a female bacon sandwich, Montreal smoked meat sandwich, and my personal Okay, okay. Favorite. Do they... The P-Mail bacon sandwich, again, you put that P-Mail on the grill. I, I already know what state you want to put it on the, the bun at. Get some uh, caramelization on there. If you're cooking P-Mail at home, it's, by the way, the cheapest meat at the grocery store. You get your little, uh, you get your P-Mail little hunk there. Get it home. Slice her up. Don't buy the pre-sliced. You're overpaying. Slice her up. Pat it dry because it always comes a little soggy. Get a frying pan. Put some butter in there. You put some maple syrup in there. Maybe a splash of soy sauce. And then you put your pea meal in. It starts to caramelize in there. You flip it over. You can put that on a sandwich. You can serve it for breakfast. You can cut it into cubes, put it in pasta. That's right. Put it in with some linguine and some Parmesan and some butter. You got yeah, a quick, was that a carbonara sauce? Carbonara sauce or a pasta? Pea meal. It's so easy and the best deal at the grocery store as far as meats go. So Blue Jays, to make your pea meal sandwich easy, you get a fresh bun. Put some mayo on there. Got your pea meal on there. Put some mayo on top of that. Lettuce, tomato, you got a sandwich. Maybe a dash of mustard. Okay, that was my P-Mail tips. So they have one other sandwich, which is the king of all sandwiches. My personal favorite sandwich, a Cuban. Uh, Then they have Whoa, 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 whoa. What's on a Cuban again? A ham? Ham, ham, pickles, mustard, and and cheese. Oh, I love it. Oh, Man, so we're, we're going around the globe at the Rogers Center. Great job. 
Uh, so then they also are offering jerk chicken nachos. They come with white corn tortilla chips, plantains, pineapple pico de gallo, pineapple sour cream, green onions, and cheese sauce. Okay, plantains don't go on nachos, but sure. And then uh, for dessert, they have the peanut butter and and jelly churros, which are churros drizzled with peanut butter, topped with strawberry jam, fresh cut strawberries, and nuts. Now, overthinking it, just give me churros. Fresh churros, nothing better. Delicious. That's it? That's it. That's it for Wait, we're going to fresh cut strawberries at the Rogers Center? Uh, I'm going to say doubtful, uh, but it's it's probably in the jam, right? It's probably just like Smucker's jam that they're drop, dropping on there. Here's and This is a legit idea. If you're going to actually have fresh cut strawberries, give me a little bowl of strawberries. I will pay your Rogers Center prices because if you stay for a whole game, by the ninth inning, you're like, I need something different in my system. I need something that resembles food that wasn't processed. And that's when you dial up a little bowl of strawberries with some whipped cream. That's your ninth inning snack. Although they stopped serving food after the seventh inning stretch, I think that's, and then you call it that your eighth inning snack, eighth inning palate cleanser, strawberries and cream. Rogers Center. What's that, Tim? Oh, Tim said uh, we got to wrap things up here. So um, uh, one more story. All right. One more story. We're going to stick with baseball. I just I saw this stat and I thought it was the coolest thing this week. Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr., sorry, is the fourth highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds roster this season. He hasn't played for them in 15 years. And like I said, because of deferred contract, he yeah. is the fourth highest paid player on the team. So he's got the Bobby Bonilla deal. And when does Ken Griffey Jr.'s deal run out? So Griffey's deal currently, uh, I don't have the year it runs out. But so he's making, so Joey Votto yep. makes $25 million. He's the number one on the Reds this season. Mike Moustakis, who was bought out by the Reds this offseason, makes twenty two. So he's the second highest paid. He doesn't play for them. Mike Myers makes six, and then uh, Griffey makes 3.6 a year. But yeah, like just some of these other contracts that, uh, the deferred contracts, I don't know. Like, did you know Raphael Devers, who signed that massive 10 year uh, extension in January, is a deferred contract? Didn't know that. He's going to be making 7.5 annually uh, until he's 46 years old. So that's through 2043. That's on top of, of the rest of the money that he's getting paid for it. If it you're just, making more than $10 million a season, you should have a financial advisor telling you, yeah, if you're making fifteen, get uh, anything over 10 deferred. It's a brilliant life decision. Because even if you spend all your playing money, you're like, oh, okay, well, I still have a payday this year and for the next 10 years. It's probably written into like Aaron Judge's contract, Shohei Otani. All the Mike Trout definitely has that written to his deal. I believe he does. I think he has like 10 or 15 years deferred. So my bet next Boomsies deal, I'm getting one year deferred. I'm getting that written in. Uh, my personal favorite of the deferred ones, Max Scherzer, who is pitching for the Mets this season, 
in a division against the Nationals is still getting paid by the Nationals for his previous concert. So he's getting paid by two teams in the same division. What Insane. And he's got two different colored eyes. Max Scherzer, former uh, co-worker of mine, came to work at Fox during the playoffs. Seemed like a nice guy. I watched a few baseball games. I still think back now, I'm like, would have been weird to take pictures, but I'm watching baseball with Frank Thomas, Max Scherzer, Eric Karros, Kevin Burkhart, Pete Rowe. Oh, I don't, uh, don't want him in the picture now. But watching which, with legends every single night, and I'm like, I've got stuff to do. I should probably be writing the show, but I'm just going to hang out here and watch baseball because 10-year-old me would be very upset if I didn't soak in this moment. Screw producer Tim in the show that I've got to do in an hour. I'm watching baseball with Frank Thomas. All right. Thanks for uh, that, uh, that news hot off the presses, Z-Money. Thanks for getting that done. Our guest, I hope he's okay. Or she. I won't give you the identity of the surprise guest. Not throwing anyone under the bus. Maybe there was just a, a lapse in communication. So I'm really flimmy right now from my uh, cherry Coke. But uh, we'll uh, hit them up next week. Or maybe not. Maybe the guest next week isn't the surprise guest. Or maybe it is. You'll always wonder. Who was the surprise guest for episode 62? We'll never tell. In the meantime, uh, make sure you hug someone and be nice to people. It doesn't cost you a thing. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.